Hello, everyone. This is Sarah Corbett with the Student Spin Podcast. Today is September the 30th, and I'm joined by my awesome fellow co-host, Kimberly and Austin. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing awesome. It's getting cold, so loving the fall weather spooky season. I'm loving being able to wear jackets and sweaters again. To start off, I just want to express that any opinions expressed here are not those of our sister production, the Six Mile Post, or of Georgia Highlands. Um, so why don't you get us started with some school news, Austin? All right, so we got some Student Government Association news, SGA. So Brittany Skeen has recently been inducted as the new SGA president. Uh, so congratulations to her. Uh, Georgia Highlands College Student Government will meet twice in October this month and an 11 a.m. meeting on the 9th and an 11 a.m. meeting on the 23rd. So congrats to Brittany and good luck this year on representing a great student body, faculty, and staff. Uh, also, if you checked your student email recently, you'll see that there is a worksheet called the 30 Days of Gratitude. Uh, there's a worksheet that can be found in every student's email and is labeled the 30 Days of Gratitude. Uh, three good things campaign worksheet. Uh, basically, students every day can write down three good things that happen to you or three things that make you thankful. Uh, and there's a quote on the worksheet that states, gratitude is a powerful impact on our physical and emotional well-being. So it's just a really uplifting activity for all students. If you're interested, just write down three things that really makes you happy and just a good positive mindset for the month of October. So that's really awesome. And then there is a Georgia Highlands College Motivation and Mindset Summit. Uh, we have a speaker coming in via Zoom called Dr. Sandra McGuire. And if anybody's interested, she is an internationally recognized chemical educator, author, and lecturer, and will present a virtual workshop for students titled uh, Metacognition, the Key to Acting Courses and Life on October 1st from 2 o'clock to 3.15 p.m. Uh, what I'm going to read comes from the email itself. Um, Dr. McGuire traveled the globe promoting surefire strategies to help students be successful in their coursework and careers. Uh, the workshop description states that all students who are admitted to colleges have the ability to ace their courses. However, most students do not acquire effective learning strategies in high school and resort to memorizing information just before the test. The strategy usually yields poor results with students earning grades much lower than their ability. This interactive workshop will introduce you to your cognitive learning strategies and help all students experience meaningful, transferable learning resulting in A in their courses. Uh, definitely encourage anybody to attend the workshop. Sounds like uh, a very uh, insightful experience. I did some research on uh, Mrs. McGuire, Dr. McGuire. Uh, she was a professor at LSU, Louisiana State University, and um, she seems very, she does a lot of um, workshops with people. She does a lot of lectures and stuff like that, so she's really, really knows what she's talking about. Uh, she has a book inside the GHC bookstore called Teach Yourself How to Learn. It's available in Carswell and Floyd and online for $19.95. And so if you're tired of memorization studying and maybe struggling in one of your classes, try to give that workshop a try. It sounds really interesting and beneficial. And then for anybody interested in uh, Georgia College, there is a virtual transfer night. If anybody's interested in transferring, uh, GHC is hosting a Zoom session on October the 8th from 5 to 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, the events will provide students with information on admission, financial aid, and academic advising. 
Uh, admission information will take place from 5 to 5.15. Financial aid information will take place from 5.15 to 5.30. Advising information will take place from 5.30 to 5.45. Uh, email uh, emily.paluk at gcsu.edu. That's E-M-I-L-Y dot P-A-U-L-K at gcsu.edu. So if anybody's interested in transferring really soon, uh, maybe to Georgia College, definitely give that a try. I also got an email this morning uh, stating, uh, I think it came from one of my English professors where Georgia Highlands website, uh, they introduced a new um, transfer part of their website where they have multiple transfer information for multiple colleges for like Georgia State and like just different colleges around the around Georgia. So that's really interested. If you're going to check that out, check out your emails and see if you can find that if you're interested in transferring soon for any reason. So uh, that's me for student news. <laughs> All right. I am up with local news. So in Floyd County, big news is um, we talked previously about how the Floyd County superintendent was for all intents and purposes let go. Um, they've been searching the interim Floyd County school superintendent was Dr. Glenn White. Wednesday morning at a board meeting, they officially named him the new Floyd County school superintendent beginning October 1st. He has been with the Floyd County school system 29 years now. And this is according to the Coosa Valley news. Um, then in Bartow County, according to the Sentinel, um, the Backpack Buddies 5K is in its fourth year. The event was moved from August 22nd to Halloween. Um, if you're interested in a 5K that helps kids in the local community um, as far as hunger and different things, um, you can sign up at www.active.com through October 25th. Um, this program serves over 1,000 kids program-wide. Um, it is adults are $25 ages 8 to 17 or $17. They have a wheelchair division that is $25, a 1k fun run that is $17 and a ghost runner option. If you want to help, but you don't like running, um, you can be a ghost runner and just donate, um, $25 and not run. Um, but it's a great program. Um, also, just as an aside, the in all the local communities due to COVID-19, blood donations are down. So if you can get to a local blood assurance or a local blood bank and donate, please do so. Um, and we will move on to our world news. Sarah, you're up. All right. So in China, there was a teacher sentenced to death for poisoning 25 students. The teacher, Miss um, Wang, she poisoned another teacher's class after a dispute over student management questions is how the article listed it. Um, she poisoned the children's porridge. 23 of them fell ill. And unfortunately, one of the students died. That was via the New York Times and something also interesting about this story, back in 2017, this same woman poisoned her husband. He was not killed, but he was severely sick. And I just find it very interesting that this woman was still able to teach a classroom full of students. How did she have a job? Like I, how, yeah. that is insane. Wow. Those That's poor kids. Mm. Very, very sad story. Um, from China. And then in Israel, they just recently passed a law with uh, that places restrictions on the current protests that are happening during their second lockdown. 
um, protesters have been um, out in front of Prime Minister Netanyahu's house and um, now they are limiting protesters to 20 people or less and they can travel no further than 0.6 miles from their home. And that's via the BBC News. A lot of people are saying it's to, well, obviously the government's saying it's to keep everyone safe because Israel has had a spike in COVID. Protesters are saying it's to, you know, kind of quiet protests down. But it was just interesting to see how that's being handled compared to the recent protests that we've had here in the U.S. where there's been no restrictions for the number of people or where they can go and protest. So a happier story um, in, let's say, the Caribbean, a Colombian fisherman rescued 94 Haitian migrants. Um, They were left on a motorboat after the engine stopped, and these migrants were, excuse me, these migrants were trying to reach, ultimately reach the U.S., and so this motorboat stopped. The people smugglers who were helping them just left them out in the ocean, and so this Colombian man rescued them, and 33 of them were children. Um, That's via the BBC News. It's kind of a Sad story. These people were fleeing to get somewhere safe. They were left alone, but thankfully they were rescued. There was no more information as to what's going to happen with them as far as if they'll be sent back or what's going to happen with that. But on to some sports news. Austin, I think you have some sports news for us. Awesome. Been waiting for this one. Uh, So really excited about this new matchup coming up. I think... It's either today or tomorrow where the Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers face off in the NBA Finals. And it's really interesting. Um, LeBron James and the Lakers will take on his former, former team in the Miami Heat for the 2020 NBA Finals. Uh, LeBron won two championships in Miami. And he'll be looking to take on his former team, competing to win his fourth NBA championship. So I'm really excited to see that one. Uh, a lot of people didn't see Miami going into the finals, and the Lakers are kind of a powerhouse in the NBA. So it's going to be really exciting to see how that goes. Uh, see how Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler does in the Heat, and see how LeBron and Anthony Davis do with the Lakers. And a bit of surprising news in the NFL: uh, the Tennessee Titans and COVID nineteen. The Titans were struck with eight positive tests for COVID-19. Uh, they recently played the Minnesota Vikings, and both teams have been shut down and shut down team operations, such as practices and all team activities. Um, they are the first team in the NFL. This is the first case of, like, a team and players inside, like, having to shut down all operations. Um, they played against the Minnesota Vikings last weekend. Uh, so far, no Vikings players have been diagnosed with COVID-19 as of yet. The league's not going to shut down. They're not going to, you know, I think everything, they're handling it the best they can. They're doing a great job with it so far. And uh, even though they have eight positive tests, the, the Titans still plan to play this Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, they actually moved it to either Monday or Tuesday. So that'll be really interesting to see if they can actually get a hold of that. But they're doing a really good job containing it as of right okay. now. Here's a really girly question from somebody who's not that sports oriented for our listeners that may wonder, um, how do you, how are they going to make sure that that's staying fair if two teams are completely missing a whole bunch of practices? Um, I mean, how do you, if the other ones are still allowed to practice and they can't practice, I mean, it seems like you would have an unfair advantage at that point. That is how fair. do they make that? How do they make that? Okay. 
basically in what there things that happen in college football. Um, so teams basically they what uh, Notre Notre Dame, uh, the college football team, they had 18 players. Uh, with positive COVID tests and they haven't played, I think for two weeks. So it really does put a damper on team scheduling and how people view them as a team. So basically it does negatively affect how they can uh, work for the next game, but it's basically how it's viewed. Um, they signed up to play through this. They fought to, well, right. basically how the, how the players signed up, they're okay with, they know what they got into basically. Right. So as okay. The, the, they they signed up for it basically. And it, it it is what it is. They said. Yeah, basically, but <laughs> nobody's allowed to complain. <laughs> exactly, because they already. I'm sure the league officials they like did everything they could to not find any liability laws. They did whatever they could to not get hurt in that process. So basically, it is what it is. Get better and come back when you're healthy. That's how it is. Right. And but they still plan to play on Monday or Tuesday, even if they have guys that they picked up off the side of the street and be like, You can throw pretty far, get over here. But it's just, I think they're going to be okay. They have practice squad players for this type of stuff in case they have a lot of injuries. So right. I think it'll be okay. Um, two weeks isn't a lot of time for football, especially for the NFL. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be okay. And I'm really happy that they're not, um, you know, there's no dumpster fire going on. The league's not shutting down. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of it for sports news. Okay, so you also have a good news story for us, Austin, don't you? Yeah, the bees are coming back, thankfully, throughout the country. Uh, sometime last year, throughout the f- few years, bees were endangered, honeybees. And honeybees are very, very important to our whole ecosystem with pollination and everything. So when I read that a few years ago, it, it sucks because honeybees, you see them every year. Like back in my childhood, I see them all the time, but now you, I rarely see a bee. And back then, I was terrified of them, but now I want to save every single one that I see. Uh, Bee populations throughout the country are rising. Maine is seeing a 70% increase in populations compared to the last two years. Uh, Throughout the country, there has been a 14% increase in honey bee population and thousands of bee colonies from January to 2019 to January to 2020. States such as Michigan, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Maine have added tens of thousands of colonies. So that's really really uh, uplifting and I love to see that the bees are coming back because it was very scary when they are added to the endangered mm. animals list but it's a good good thing for the environment. So going along with the environmental good news um, in Great Britain British and American researchers have um, discovered a new combination of enzymes and it will help speed the breakdown of plastics and so it's just a step forward in a faster and more affordable form of recycling. And so um, it's just really encouraging news to hear that um, recycling, there's estimated 359 million tons of plastic produced annually worldwide. Um, 150 million of that um, is still sitting in landfills or in the environment. So just something new, a new technology, something new that can help just speed up that process, get rid of that plastic. I know that's a lot of um, good, that's good news to a bunch of environmentalist and uh, environmentally conscious people's ears. So Kimberly, you also have a good news story for us, right? I do. There is an 89 year old pizza delivery man 
who got a huge surprise. Um, he lives lives in Roy, Utah, and he works 30 hours a week for a Papa John's pizza. Um, and that is because his Social Security does not cover all of his bills. So he is having to work to um, cover the rest of his bills. So one of his customers, Carlos Valdez, started videoing him for his whenever he would come and deliver the pizza for his TikTok plat- platform. And the TikTok followers of this... Carlos Valdez absolutely loved this man. And so they have um, built up crowdsource funds from followers and they delivered it to his door and it was a $12,000 tip. Um, So they raised $12,000 for this 89 year old pizza delivery man because they thought he should not have to be working this hard this late in his life um, just to continue to survive. So I thought that was a really great story. All right, on to movies, music, and TV. Um, So I am still watching Lost. I think I mentioned that the last podcast. There are six seasons, so I will be watching that for a while. Still very much intrigued by it. Um, It's really fun to watch. I've watched the first three seasons before, but it's really fun to watch it with my boyfriend and see his reaction to all the twists and turns. And then for my music pick, there's an artist I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, His name is Gregory Allen Isakoff. He's from Colorado. He's a singer-songwriter. And if you know anything about me, I've mentioned a lot of folk music, so he is along that strain of folk music. I just really enjoy all the instruments. It's very soothing, very calming. If you like that kind of thing, check him out. I know he's on Apple Music. so, Kimberly, what do you got for us as far as music? Okay, so music, I have Pink Floyd's The Wall, specifically The Trial from Pink Floyd's The Wall album. Um, it is fantastic. I know there are people that may have never heard of it, um, but it's old. It's old music. I'm okay with that. It's classic. It is amazing. Um, it's meant to be a rock opera, um, and it's just amazing. So check it out. And for my movie, I'm going with another oldie, not that old, um, Saw. Not all the rest of them, but the original Saw, the original. I happen to watch that. My birthday is October 27th, and so it falls right there around a um, Halloween. And so nothing is in theaters if I want to go watch a movie around my birthday except for horror movies. And I happen to go see Saw on my birthday. It was opening night. And it is pure genius. Usually I have a movie figured out in the first five minutes and this one, the entire audience was flipping out at the end. I mean, even me, we were all on our feet. We were screaming. It was great. Um, and then um, as far as TV shows, The Mandalorian, it is back. Season two, it comes out October 30th, Disney Plus. I am so excited. So if you're a Mandalorian fan, it's coming. Just a few more weeks. I had awful nightmares of Saw, the puppet, when I was a child. And I had had a nightmare where my door, like, creeped open and, like, he came in on his little tricycle was like want to play a game and i woke up and like where my bed was it was right in front of my door so i'd always peeked it open i was like six years old and i finally got the courage to watch it and i was like 12 but yeah when i watched that ending it was i love oh it. my gosh it's amazing oh but yeah the grudge and saw will always have a fear factor in my heart oh yeah oh yeah I don't uh, do horror mo- movies at all. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, but for me, uh, I started watching Shark Tank with my girlfriend, and I love it. Shark Tank, I don't know what it is. I guess it's just seeing people's like business ideas and I, there's also like a learning aspect to it because there's like percentages and there's cuts of money that I never would have thought about. And it's just, it's really interesting to see people and some people will get like their dreams come true. They're getting a really tough situation. These sharks can help them out. I realized how good these people are, even though they have a lot of money, some rich people have like, you know, a bad, you know, like they, some people see them as like bad people, you know, greedy, blah, blah, blah. But like for guys like Mark Cuban and people like that, they're actually really good people. And I, it's really cool. It's a really good show. And it's funny when people have really stupid ideas and they get someone, they finally tell them. And so, yeah, it's, it's, a, I love this show. Me and my girlfriend, I love watching it. Um, but for my uh, music, it's just really like, I don't, I didn't even hear about him until like a few months ago, but it's called, it's a band called the devil makes three and the song's called, uh, for my family. I, uh, really enjoyed alternative music and alternative kind of sound. So if you're interested, go ahead and take a look in that. And that's, that's me. All right. So I think that wraps up today's podcast. I hope everyone's having a great week and I guess we will see everyone or you will hear from us, um, two weeks from now. Bye, guys. Bye.